Good morning. It is Monday, August 21st. It's five minutes after 10. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're both glad that you're joining us today. You can join on YouTube if you'd like, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So President Biden, he is preparing to blanket the airwaves with a $25 million television and digital ad campaign. He's going to target mostly battleground states. If he's smart, he would realize at this point they're all battleground ground states for his presidency. It's a uh, minute-long ad. It's titled Fought Back, and it really focuses on the economy. He's really trying to improve your perception about his handling of the economy. (laughs) Think about this. It's like, okay, I know I'm doing a crappy job, but if I just lie to you enough, then you won't believe I'm doing as crappy a job as I'm actually doing. I can unconvince you that I'm really doing a crappy job. Okay, so a new Fox News poll says that people disapprove of his foreign policy by 55% and the economy by 61%, border security also by 61%, and inflation 67%. So these are pretty bad numbers for a guy who's asking if he can do it again. What could he possibly say, though, Casey? He's trying to say we don't understand his Biden. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what that's going to be the premise of the ad is you're. It's really great. You're just too stupid. Yeah. Pretty much, you out. don't get it. He also takes a nice swipe at Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump, by the way, we haven't mentioned this, of course, has said that he's not going to debate on Wednesday. But Joe Biden uh, takes a swipe at him, calling it the big MAGA agenda. And they're blaming Republicans now, saying that it's because of Republicans. That's why people don't like Joe Biden. And just a reminder, if you, like me, paid bills over the weekend... <laughs> It has nothing to do with the Republicans. It has a whole lot to do with prices going up uh, at the grocery store, at the gas station, how much you're paying for your electricity, your energy costs, just everything. All right. So Biden had a big dealio. uh, I think this was on Friday with the prime minister of Japan Mm -hmm. and it is another wild and wacky edition of Biden versus the teleprompter. <laughs> um, okay. Now he does this. We've laid this out for you. There's actually oftentimes a pattern to Biden's completely nonsensical, embarrassing verbal flubs. And if you will listen to what the audio we're about to play, you're going to hear it again and this is why our show is so widely listened to because we catch on to these sort of things and no one else does so if you notice with biden you will see a pattern emerge we've laid this out for you before he's reading his notes Mm -hmm. as he is here poorly as he is here he'll lose his place as he does here he'll stumble as he does here he'll mumble (laughs) as he does here, and then he will talk about something totally unrelated to what he was addressing. So remember, here's the order, and let's see if this follows the the pattern. Reads notes poorly, loses place, stumbles, mumbles, then talks about something totally unrelated. Go. Today, we've committed to launch a new, what we call a supply chain early warning system, uh, a supply chain early warning system pilot. 
and which will alert our nations to disruptions of certain products and materials like critical minerals or batteries so we can get ahead of the issues as we, they appear with the experience uh, that we've experienced in, during the pandemic. Excuse me, this is falling off. There you go. Was he talking about his earpiece falling off? <laughs> it was so distracting. You know who really loves this more than anyone? Gavin Newsom. He's sitting in the wings saying, yes, just keep talking, keep going, keep going. I mean, re- remember in, gra- in grade school, Casey, they taught you how to construct a sentence and construct a paragraph. And clearly the paragraph ends when you are done with the topic in question, and you have moved on to a new set of thoughts. And your paragraph should usually be constrained to somewhere between four and six sentences. Well, Biden, it's like the paragraphs just slam together. There's no, there's no, he does not. There's hit, no break. He does not hit return to start a new paragraph. And sometimes it is as though the paragraph will start in the middle of a, of a sentence. And they just all ram together. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there's just always some nonsensical thing that isn't even related to the thing he's trying to say. Well, and you gotta, people wonder about the national pride. Well, yeah, when that guy <laughs> is the president, he can't even speak. And this time, honestly, that wasn't even a tele. That's not even Biden versus teleprompter. That's Biden versus note cards that well, are in front of him. Right. And he's sitting there doing that with the prime minister of Japan. That guy who, who didn't he call him the president? Too? Yes, he, uh, yes, he called him. And the then pre- the prime minister corrected him. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's like it's a shame. It's like me going to Kev, the guitar player for Uno Gold. Uh, I'm the drummer. I mean, it's just like, yeah, dude, the, these and this may seem like a like tiny. Well, you know, he was he got the guy's title wrong. Who cares? They spend hours when you are the president of the United States going over every intricate little detail protocol exactly because you never know every culture is different Mm -hmm. what thing you're gonna do that could possibly offend the people in question something that may seem like a small potatoes to you is a huge deal to them and actually i guess it kind of should be a big deal because they're one of your biggest allies and the fact that you don't know like what would you call biden the the king of america right the prime minister? Uh, it no, is, it he's is the big, president. And he does this stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay, so here he is at a different event. And this time, it seems like he appears to forget the name of Maui. The Army helicopters uh, help fire suppression and efforts on the Big Island because there's still some burning on the Big Island, not the one, that, not the one where you, you see on television all the time. You know, the other, the place. The one you see on television all the time. That place. Casey, let's play that again, and I'm going to try this uh, to see if you think I've forgotten the name of Indianapolis. Are you ready? <laughs> all right, let's play Biden again. Mm-hmm. The Army helicopters uh, help fire suppression and efforts on the Big Island because there's still some burning on the Big Island, not the one, that, not the one where you, you see on television all the time. Okay, I, I live in a suburb west of in, uh, west. Let me start this again classic biden i live in a suburb west of near the center of the state mm-hmm. you know the big city the one that you see on tv all the time <laughs> you know the one with the the giant monument mm-hmm. the, the the world's largest christmas tree i uh, that that one yeah indianapolis yes yeah that's it and he's going there today i mean he, he totally forgot the name of the place yeah well go back on vacation dude he has spent 40 percent of his presidency on vacation, and that's where he is now. He's going to take a little time out 
to go to Hawaii and be more disruptive and then go back to vacation. Uh, He's on a permanent vacation, it seems like. By the way, Casey, should we acknowledge that we've been nominated for a major award? A major award. It's going to come in a box that says Fragile. <laughs> Much to the dismay of many, we're nominated for us. It's, it's called the Spectrum Award, right? Yeah, it's the Indiana Broadcasters Association uh, Best Personality or Team. Oh, so we're in the team category. Okay, so let me make this very clear to those who are making the choice. Uh, if you choose us, you do not have to worry about me giving the acceptance speech. We're going to totally let Casey uh-huh. do that. I don't really think we get to make a speech. What? No, there's no acceptance speech. What? And by the way, they send that to broadcasters from other states. Oh! So it's not people in Indiana who will be <laughs> oh, determining. Oh, oh, so Holcomb can't... can't. <laughs> right. Because it, it came in like, Rob Kendall, I can't stand that guy. He's not winning. No, they send it to judges in other states, oh. other broadcasting associations. That way there's not oh, favoritism like that. So we were nominated for best personality or team. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, I, uh, when I worked with the two women, yeah. they won that award. Did they? I was the producer. And so I think I might be the first person, at least I'm just going to say it until somebody can disprove it. If I win, mm-hmm. the first person to ever win as both a producer and and a host, yeah. which should probably put me in a hall of fame of some sort. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> uh, but very quickly, we, we and I said this on our post. Did they acknowledge you when they won? Uh, I don't know. I was doing the show while they went to the dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering, like, we'll, we'll have to give Kevin his props. Uh, absolutely. No. So uh, we do want to make very clear, if there is a speech, I will not give it. So you don't have to worry about me <laughs> doing something ridiculous. Also, though, we do want to say it is a, just, in all seriousness, it is it an opportunity for us to thank you, our very fabulous audience. Uh, This is all about you. It is not about us. If there were no you, there would be no us. And any success that we have, even if we don't win, it's an honor to be nominated, but we owe this to you because you are the greatest audience in all the land and we couldn't do this without you every day. So thank you for letting us uh, pay our mortgage. WIBC is also nominated for Station of the Year. Oh, I don't care about fantastic. them. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, Matt Bear is being nominated Who? as well. <laughs> You're just like, give it to me. <laughs> it's all about me. Everybody won but Rob. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, if it doesn't go our way, I think we know who to blame. <laughs> It is 15 but, uh, minutes the, after 10. Way, I hate to stop you. Yeah. We have been on this air, these airwaves now for an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, I think is. that is the fourth Jefferson Shreve ad I have seen. <laughs> and man, he gets more dislikable by the ad. Can I just can I put that out there? You just did. Congratulations. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I prefer a Pinot, a Pinot Noir. When People are so angry at you. They're not angry at me. They're just commenting. No, they're angry. Are like, they mad? Well, I mean... If I'm you're, not getting angry. If you're writing a paragraph to someone, I mean, it is... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. So today is the first day of school at Purdue, and uh, most people know my daughter is a senior this year, yeah. and one of the classes that she's taking is wine tasting. Yes. This is an elective class. It's not towards her degree. It's one of those required things that you have to pay for to get the degree but now people are commenting on wine tasting somebody uh tagged both of us and said hey don't hate on the wine tasting class i took it at purdue and it was actually a great class okay so let's clarify in case somebody missed the segment we had lamented the fact that that does not seem like a good use of your money and i would call that a scheme and a scam that they make people take classes like that from that little sphere or genre Mm -hmm. in order to get a degree. It's just a money grab. 
because it has nothing to do with the biology by which she will use or skills or knowledge to pursue that we hope so. career. We now, hope so. uh, look, I can say this because I'm a person, and I freely admit this, I uh, my degree is in general studies. Mm-hmm. I did that mm-hmm. for two reasons. Yeah. Number one, it was one of two options. You did not have to take math in order to get a degree. I literally asked that question when I walked in, when they asked, what do you want to do? And two... Uh, I was only in college because I saw a lot of very stupid people who I went to school with who I was not going to let them go through life having some sort of one up on me saying they had a college degree and I didn't. As a result, I took classes like uh, the history of jazz where your whole paper center, your whole class center around writing a paper about the jazz fest, a history of Jimi Hendrix. I got 104% in that one (laughs) history of the Beatles. I got 104% in that one rock 201 rock 301 history of television. I mean, I used to get letters every, whatever it was semester, however, they send those out about the prowess of my, uh, st- studying capacity, the what dean's list, whatever they call those. I've mm-hmm. still got those letters. Yeah, and I was a horrible student in high school, but I was like near the top. Yeah, uh, you know, three eight or you whatever. You applied it was. yourself in college because well, you were paying for it. It's pretty hard to screw up the history of the Beatles, Casey. You sound like Jack Black in School of Rock. We're going to do rock appreciation. In fact, I was so far ahead in my Jimi Hendrix class. That is a was, I assume it still is a real class that was about Jimi Hendrix. It was a 400 level class, by the way, that I, I don't even think I had to take the final and I still would have got, because in, in college, they don't give you A pluses. You get A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. I was so far ahead in that class that I could have not taken the final exam and still got an A, but I wanted to have that 100 plus on my for my own personal pride. Sure, you want to get that GPA up yeah. there. Well, so this is a girl who's uh, studying biology, and a few weeks ago she was here on the show and she was talking about CRISPR-Cas gene editing, right? Yeah, sure. And now we're talking about wine tasting. But somebody had mentioned something to you that that actually they teach a lot more than you don't just sit around and drink yes, wine. It- you have to learn about the grapes and the soils and uh, regional things what grows good in different areas well and and they did i've not reviewed the most recent budget the way i should have because i've been busy busy with other things but at one point the taxpayers were sending huge amounts of money to study grapes at purdue Mm -hmm. um because i famously remember talking to when i was in the professional licensing agency and we've told this story before when i was the state pharmacy board director I about had an aneurysm when I found out how the funding works. And what I mean by that is if you're a barber, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a pharmacist, you send huge amounts of money for your license to the professional licensing agency. And they sell you on this, which is a giant lie that uh, this money goes to monitor your profession, to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody who's dispensing pills is qualified and safe and blah, blah, blah. That's a giant joke because that agency, I'm sure to this day, still remains wholly understaffed and the oversight is a joke and everything else. But what I found out was the majority of that money, well, all the money, in fact, goes into, they collect it there. It's like a har- you know a harvesting center. You send your check in, we collect it. And then it goes into the general fund for the state of Indiana. So all of this money, these tens of millions of dollars that get collected, It goes into the general fund. We take and give it. And then the PLA has to go back and beg for money out of the money that you sent them. And it was, may have changed a little bit. It was about 25% of every dollar you send in, if you have a licensed profession, actually goes back to the agency that oversees licenses. And I remember talking to a very high profile lobbyist at the time about this. And he looked at, I said, this is complete 
crap, this is when I was still naive and I actually still thought there were good guys and bad guys and I'm like waving my hands going, oh my gosh, if only someone knew about this, they would make <laughs> all these changes and it would be so much different. Oh, they knew. And I remember telling this guy who was very, very influential as a lobbyist and in the government, and I will not out the person because we are still friends and I would not subject him to that. But I remember telling him this and he just, and I said, why why would they do this? It was, you know, operating from the standpoint of, well, we're Republicans. We're supposed to be fiscally conservative. We're blah, blah, blah. And I said, why would we do this? And he looks at me and smiles and goes, how else would we fund studying grapes at Purdue? Mm. So, yes, I did know about the wine mm -hmm. emphasis on wine at Purdue. However, you're still not going to change my mind. That is still a colossal rip off that you're money you grab. have to pay for that for your daughter who wants to be a biologist yeah uh well maybe she'll be a big big time sommelier or something you never know she could parlay that into <laughs> she wants to be a what sommelier what the hell is that that's the wine expert you know there's people who are experts at wine they have a name for that yeah. not just a wine expert yeah, yeah it's true it's, it's called a sommelier and they, and they make big bucks <laughs> of course too. they have a name for there's it there's experts and they right. give out awards of sure. the, the best uh, best wine of the oh, year oh yes mm -hmm. how exciting hey let's talk about john fetterman and his new look have you seen this he looks like walter white uh, from Breaking Bad, yes. right? Okay, so he used to have the goatee, and now he has shaved off the goatee, and instead he has a mustache and he's wearing glasses. I'm going to tell you, I think it's a better look. Oh, he him. looks incredibly better, but yeah. he's so creepy that now it's creepy that he looks just like Walter White. <laughs> if you've not seen this photo, you have to search this out. New York Post has a big article mm -hmm. on it. The, I mean, anybody else, you'd go, well, that's kind of funny and interesting, but given who it is, you would say... That is super weird, and you are still super weird. Looks like a totally different guy. Apparently, he made a bet with his 13-year-old son, and he lost. And part of the bet was that he had to change his look. He looks completely different now because he's lost the weight, too. Yeah. And he lost most of the facial hair. He still, however, cannot form a complete sentence. No, that's th this is but true. But he can't take a selfie. <laughs> but And there's been a, a poll that came out that said 50% of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of his job performance. He hasn't even been there. Yeah. How well, would you know whether he's doing a good job or not? That's part of the disapproval. And do you want to talk about the other look? That yes, this is, is annoying trending? me. This is this Tiffany is, Gomez. This is annoy this is She's annoying a, me. I'm gonna I'm telling you right now, the plane lady. Yes, the well assembled lady who lost it on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And I had said for whatever that was, a month where she disappeared. I said there's something oddly endearing about the fact that she disappeared because mm -hmm. it does tell you, hey, this person clearly was not seeking the limelight. This is not the cash me outside girl. She probably was on some sort of substance and she's uber embarrassed and she just wants to disappear and mm -hmm. go live her life. Yeah. And there's something that is wildly just comforting about knowing there are still people out there who do not seek publicity. And in it, it's like, any other great mystery like the Bermuda Triangle or the city of Atlantis or who killed Kennedy. I just don't want to know who she was talking about. The mystery will always be better than whatever the answer actually was. And now she's popping up on Twitter and now she's got one of these what the, the, this po this post annoys me, Casey. It's she says one moment doesn't define you, but it can define your purpose. And then there's a picture of her. And the thing is, she tagged it. Yes. And this is where the problem yes. is. Yes. Okay, so she tagged it with T-M-F-I-N-R. What's that mean? That Kev. is not real. You remember she oh, said. Oh, yeah. that's what that is. I yeah. was looking at that going, what in the world And is then that? She, she hashtagged it with self-love, uh -huh. empowerment, oh, yeah. motivation, mm -hmm. and here's the kicker. Hashtag stay See, tuned. Now, now I'm stay done with it. Stay tuned. Now I'm done with it because now you have entered into the uh, 
you have entered into the phase of you're going to monetize yep. and you're just that she's just, got something nope, coming nope you okay. know what she, you know you know what i would do if i were her what this is if you were actually in it to make money she's got to go on rogan yeah rogan is the perfect place for her because he's into this or it's the weird mm-hmm. you know he he loves the ufos and the supernatural and the and wild and the wacky get it out of her what she was and, talking and whatever about. she's gonna do but what is she actually gonna do other than tell this story Okay, well, I think the interesting thing about this, it's a beautiful picture of her. She's sitting on the kitchen floor. She's got jeans on. They're cuffed up. She's just wearing a T-shirt. Why is she sitting on the kitchen floor? She's barefoot, and anybody knows you don't put your naked feet out on the Internet for free. (laughs) She's missing out on money. But But what is this? Like, what is this photo supposed to mean? I mean, she's who sits on the kitchen floor? And she's barefoot in the kitchen. Is she announcing something? Well, let me rephrase that. Uh, what what person who wants to engage in decent society mm-hmm. is is sitting it's, on the it's kitchen floor? It's supposed to be very casual. And this the is disappointing to me, Casey. She's got her feet showing, makes her vulnerable, but yeah. she's now, leaving now, money on the table. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, trust me, it just sounds like she's about to not leave money on the table. Casey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When we come back. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I believe John is his name. We have He's a very loyal listener to the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. His day job is he is a truck driver. Yeah. And he had called last week and was talking about making a rap song. I'm excited. About Indiana government and taxes. And we chuckled and said, yeah, right. You're a rapper. Sure you are. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Well, it turns out he does rap. He did do a rap song about Indiana uh, taxes and government. It is basically every nickname and funny little bit we do on this show wrapped up into one song. He names people's names. I have the cover. He he posted on YouTube, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll tell everybody where they can find that after we play it. And it is, I posted at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. If you want to go there now and see the actual album cover he made for this thing. It is. He put some effort into so it. It's so great. We're going to play you the rap when we come back. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Turn your mic on. Yeah, if you'd like to contribute the number 317-684-8444 at 1035 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, so last week, I forget how we got on this, but uh, John, I believe is his name. He calls the show quite a bit. He's a truck driver, so he listens, you know, all the time in his car. He's a big fan. We love the guy. He's been around a long time, dating way back to various incarnations of this, this show. And somehow we got on and I don't even remember how this was, but he called and he said, look, he said, uh, I am, maybe we said something about the taxes. If we did it in a song again or something, doesn't matter. He said, look, I'm a, I'm a truck driver, but I'm also a part-time rapper. Mm -hmm. And if you think that me making a rap about government and taxes would make a difference, well then gosh, darn it, I'm willing to do it. And we chuckled and said, Oh, you're a truck driver slash rapper. Well, sure you are. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You go right on ahead. And this must have been, I think this was Friday in my email inbox. I get an email from this guy and he goes, here, I have done the rap that I promised to do and it is now loaded up to YouTube 
and here is the cover. And so uh, while you're listening to this, if you're in a safe area, not on your, uh, you know, driving an automobile, you can go to at Robin Kendall on Twitter and see I've uploaded the album cover. The album cover is every bit as good as the song. The song's great. and We're going to play it for you. But it is him. I'm going to describe this, Casey. It is John, the truck driver. Yeah. And it is a photo of him. And then all around him, there are dollar, $100 bills that are burning. <laughs> and then in front of him, there are photos of all of our favorite little cast of misfits who have ruined the state. Uh, Diego, Silent Suzanne, High Tax Holcomb, Duke of Spendingburg, Dr. Box, gynecologist, Jim <laughs> Lucas. I mean, it is just, it is so well done. <laughs> and the title of this song is... And it's got triple question marks on both sides. Yeah. Serve Hoosiers well. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and by the way, the guy's YouTube account is Nebula Entertainment. If you'd like to go play this song back or, you know, hear it later or tell people about it. And uh, it is so well done because he mentions all of the little nicknames we've given people over the years and the little funny quirks we've, you know, described about them. Yeah. And it is, uh, should we just... I, I haven't heard it. I'm excited yes, to hear it. You have not heard it. Uh, Kev has not heard it. It is just the most wonderful thing ever. Kev, let's go. First and foremost, shout out to Kendall and Casey on WIBC out of Indianapolis. Hey, Rob, I think we're about to go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Casey, I think it's time for me to blow. Yes! what it means to serve who just well. Turn your back on us when we need some help. It's obvious you only care about yourselves. Everybody Questions, could you answer for me? Oh, wouldn't serve who just well, I see. But you had plenty of time for your boy Malik. Oh, and I'm thinking that they hate us. All through inflation, they raise taxation. Over a year ago, they were born on these airwaves. Property taxes skyrocket, constituents can't pay. Everybody's turned, they don't care about the damage. They under more important bids, like name the state Everybody wake up, I 
the sickness in Indiana government, and this is the person to fix it. She was put in charge by Governor Holcomb. Yeah, can you put me with Dr. Vox? <laughs> Vox. <laughs> Wait, she's not that kind of doctor? That was a great ending. That was nice. Is that not the greatest thing ever? He put a lot of effort into that. Fantastic. Uh, so again, if you would like to uh, see the album cover, we've got it at Robin Kendall on Twitter. If you want to just get the song mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Nebula Entertainment is the account that he posts under. And uh, serving that- Hoosiers well. <laughs> does uh, Does Trucker John perform anywhere? You know, here's what I'm thinking. You know, sometimes <laughs> you'll see like um, uh, where rappers and rockers will unite. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe Uno Gold mm. and Trucker John could <laughs> come together and have some sort of live performance where Uno Gold does the backing music to this yeah, to this performance. Do like a kid rock kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be cool. Nice job, John. Boy, that was great. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It's, well, it's painful because it's true. All right. Uh, some more, uh, t- some traditional voicemail. Somebody raised an interesting point about Biden going to Maui, which he's supposed to do today. We had Tony Kennett on last hour mm-hmm. with his fabulous reporting laying all that out. This person raises an interesting point. I hear a lot of criticism about the president not going to Hawaii. He is not a first responder, and that is not his job. And there have been tons of reports and footage, and it is so expensive to fly the buffoon and his posse there, not to take into account the money laid out by the Hawaiian government for his security. We spend too much on government, and now we are in debt. I don't know for sure, but I doubt supplies will travel on the Air Force One. Thank you for listening. Take good care. Bye. Okay, so she on one hand has a point. Yeah. I would uh, look. We should always be concerned about money and about the cost of things. However, throughout the you know long history of this nation, certainly since air and motorcade travel have been prevalent, the president of the United States, in times of national emergency, has sort of always been the face of the nation, right? And as such, has immense ability to not only bring information to people and be a healer and be a you know a you know a, a hugger and, yeah, thank you yes that's what i was looking for yeah but also has the ability to generate revenue now i'm not talking even taxpayer revenue i'm talking about you know these private charities set up talk about hey here's who you should be giving to here's who's not going to be a schemer or scammer so i understand what she's saying however and you know nobody is more more against spending government money than me I think it is an appropriate thing for the president to be involved and be on the ground and bring publicity to and comfort and and tell the story of the plight of people involved in national emergency. Yeah, and especially these being the deadliest wildfires in U.S. history. And the fact that he came on and said no comment when he was first asked about it, and then he did another press conference where it seemed like he forgot Maui. He couldn't come up with a name. Uh, yeah, he, he needs to do something to clean up his own image in regards to this. Okay, before we go to a break, mm-hmm. uh, I have no idea. Okay, if you call the show, if you're a person who leaves us voicemails, please identify the topic by which you are talking because we talk, we have so many brilliant takes and so many brilliant segments on this show. When you just give us praise without clarification, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is sometimes tough for us to decipher what you are 
responding to. Okay. And in this case, Casey, this praise was directed to you. I have no idea what this is about. Maybe you'll be able to identify it. Okay. Hey, Rob. Hey, Casey. Um, wow. Casey, that was absolutely spot on. I, I can't accept any more truth to it than that. Anyway, hope you guys have a great weekend and um, keep up the good work. See you all later. I know what he's talking about. Oh, you do? I think so. What? I mean, besides just my everyday right. fabulousness. No, I agree. And being awesome. Yeah. And charming and so likable. Um, and, you know, tolerating you on many days. <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about the uh, the rant I went on about Bidenomics on oh, Friday. okay. And listed a bunch of statistics. I wasn't really paying attention. What'd you say? Because a lot of people have asked me to Yeah, he got that. it. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, it was just that prices uh, are up 16.9% oh, okay. yeah, since sure. Biden took office. You remember what I'm yeah, talking absolutely. about. Yeah, absolutely. That was from Friday. Yes, show. absolutely. You were here, right? I was. Yeah. I was here in the physical, yes. Yeah, so I think that's what he's talking about, how real wages are down 3% since Biden took office, how the nationwide average for gas is up $1.50 yeah. since Biden took office, how we are paying $700, $709 more a month yeah. than we did two years ago for the okay. same goods and services. Perfect. So Perfect. That's I'm very, pretty sure that's what he was Very helpful. About. So in the future, if you call this radio show yeah. on our voicemail, 317-684-8444, just identify what the topic is that helps us so we can give, you know, whatever pretense to it and remind people about the segment that you were calling about, et cetera. All right, Casey, have you heard this audio from Judge Joe Brown? I have heard it, and I really hope Kevin did a good job. <laughs> he went off. So Judge Joe Brown went off on Kamala Harris. It's the greatest mm-hmm. thing in the history of ever. It's coming up next with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Virtue signaling versus ability. Optics versus skill. 1052, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This may be the problem with Kamala Harris. So President Biden has a problem and it's her. <laughs> Partly. One of his many problems. And uh, there is a columnist at the Los Angeles Times who gave an idea that maybe Kamala should go replace Diane Feinstein. Oh, yeah. And for her Senate Feinstein, seat. Yeah. Feinstein, And then Joe Biden can pick a new running mate. That could solve a couple problems. So this clip is a couple years old, I believe. And for some reason now it is resurfacing. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea why or what. And I have no idea what or how this was not the biggest thing in the history of ever when it came out. So Judge Joe Brown, remember he had a TV show for years. He's a tough talking judge. It's like, you know, people's court or whatever. He's on this podcast with a guy named Kwame Brown, who used to be a professional basketball player, was famously the number one pick in the NBA draft years ago. And he launches into this rant on Kamala Harris. And it is just, Kev, I hope you checked this a couple times because (laughs) Wow, I have no idea how this escaped the attention of the populace, but we're sure going to throw it out here because yikes. And you got Queen La Imhoff in there. You know who Imhoff is? No. Yes, she does. Who? Mrs. Imhoff, vice president of the United States, who goes by her maiden name. Miss Kamala? Uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
she's got two Jewish children she adopted. She married a Jewish husband who's got a I'm scared to talk about Kamala Harris. I'm gonna let you have that one. Uh, she's a witch and she is a corrupt witch. She's been corrupt her whole life and she f her way to the top. Oh, they used to detail this witch in the LA Times with her sexual escapades. She's mm. damn near everybody trying to get up. She used to be a frat when she was at Howard. And she ain't black. You know, I ain't got nothing to do with this, Miss Harris. No, nah, I mean, well, don't, but she's a. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just listening. Well, uh, here's the thing I actually met her father. Mm -hmm. in Jamaica. I was the guest set at the governor general's table and he was a professor. Kev, you did excellent. I was so nervous. Yeah, you. I was a little nervous about that one. Very good. There were a couple times. In How there. did that not break the internet when that came out? I, I, like, I just... When I started that, oh my gosh, Joe Brown has gone on a rant, then you realize this is like from a couple of years mm -hmm. ago, and somehow it just totally went into the ether, and now, for some reason- It's resurfacing. It's resurfacing, and it's being posted everywhere. Yeah. Uh, clearly, he has an opinion on Kamala Harris. So do a lot of other people, though. Only 32% of registered voters have a positive view of her. She has the lowest rating of any vice president in the poll's history of existence. All right, Casey, when we come back- Kyle Hupfer, mm -hmm. as we told you on this show over a month ago, yeah. is leaving as the head of the Indiana Republican Party. Bye-bye. And as predictable as my name is Rob Kendall, Holcomb immediately moves to institute another establishment stooge as the head of the party. We'll get into it coming up from 93 WIBC. Yeah.